Welcome, everyone, to Something Random, the podcast. Now, this is something of a repilot, you might say. Would you say? I would say. And why don't you repeat what I said? So that... I would say that this is, as you say, much like a repilot. Thank you. That was very purred happily. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, so the the format, the casting somewhat of this podcast <laughs> casting the podcast that's wow so yeah, one, oh, i'm just full of good ones I'm right now i'm so glad you're paying me <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> the group has changed the format has changed the goal has changed ever so slightly so um it's still about movie and television reviews however we're going with more of a film education angle this time. So um, we're going to pick different things from classic film, uh, classic cinema. We're going to pick things, uh, cult classics, you know, all of that stuff. Um, and we're going to be hopefully, you know, getting some submissions from you. And it's all based on the premise of, you know, how many times you've talked to a roommate or a significant other or just a friend. And you say, what? You haven't seen that? Well, that's ridiculous. We need to ha- make you watch that. And what I always say is, yep, I'll add it to my list. So that is the title of this show. I, can I tell everybody who I am now, Michael? You kind of talked for a while there. Uh, well, I they don't even know my name is Michael. You just ruined that. Spoilers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there will be spoilers um, in part of these episodes, so be careful. Yeah, yeah. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll warn you. We'll let yeah. you know. Give you we'll a heads up. Know. Um, so my name is Michael C. <laughs> Macbeth. Back at it again. What does the C stand for? Uh, Clyde. Clyde. Cool, Michael. Clyde Macbeth. Awesome. Um, can I talk about me now? That that was the the only reason you came here. So yeah. Oh, uh, that's right. Well, hi everybody. I'm Joshua Graverholt, um, and I'm here to talk about some movies. So wait, wait, Joshua Graverholt. Of Graverholt. JoshuaGraverholt.com. JoshuaGraverholt.com. And that was a plug that I wasn't going to use till later. But yes, JoshuaGraverholt.com. Your one-stop shop for everything Joshua Graverholt. Excellent. Excellent. That's me. You sound very familiar. Like you sound like someone I knew in high school, mm. but his name wasn't Graverholt. So you must be someone different. Must be. Mm. I must be. Um, I used to uh, know some Nelsons around here, some Josh Nelsons, but uh, oh, yeah. maybe that's who you confused me with. Possibly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, mine's a lot more. One of those faces. Scandinavian now is mm. what I went with, so uh, Graver Holt. Well, excellent, yeah. excellent. So, yeah, yeah that's that's who we are, that's and it. we're we're going to be bringing some other guests and stuff on the show. You know, it's not just going to be us two the entire time, because you'll get real bored of us real fast. I don't think that's true. I'm already bored of us. Uh, yeah, I guess. Is it, is it 45 minutes yet? Oh, gosh. Still got some time, so why don't we dig in, Michael? Let's uh, let's tell these nice people what we're doing today. Well, so the theme of this episode, since we are doing a new beginning for this podcast, the theme is actually endings. So we are we are looking into films that are about the end, mm. and what a better way to start than with Seth Rogen's 
this is the end. This is the end. The movie the from the people that brought you Pineapple Express, Your Highness, and the uh, movie that almost started an actual war with North Korea, The Interview. Uh, I didn't know that yeah. started an actual war. Well, almost, almost did. Wow. Um, but that's not the movie we're talking about today. That, save that one for later. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is the team that brings you those vulgar stoner comedies that we all love to uh, secretly love and not watch with our parents um, because it, it's that embarrassing. But we still love them. So this is the end. Uh, now, this movie came out in 2013 and it, out, it was actually Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg's initial debut as direct, directors. Oh, that no was, kidding. Was their, I didn't realize that was their had, first thing. As directors. I mean, they, they had written and been in a lot of these movies but for actual director ship hmm. that's a word uh this director. is their first uh first movie now that's pretty cool and obviously it stars seth rogan uh jay Bruchel, james franco and danny mcbride jonah hill and uh and uh craig robinson if you believe that Ooh, yeah we love craig robinson I love him. well you know so i've got to i've got to admit something mm-hmm. to you um i haven't seen this well um you haven't seen this you should you should. I should add it to my list. That's All it. right, that's what that's, I'll do. That's what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> um, so, Michael, what do you want to know about this movie? Let me uh, let me set the stage for you. Yeah, yeah. So, I've just got some some starting with some overarching questions. You know, just uh, the the business box office uh, business awards type mm-hmm. um, success ratings of this particular film. So, did this movie win? Awards and and what did they win awards in? Mm. You know, whether it be acting or cinematography or um, costumes, you know, any of those things. Well, Michael, I'm surprisingly knowledgeable in this uh, particular instance. It's almost like I looked ahead and knew what you were going to say. But uh, <laughs> don't worry, I have the answer for you. Um, oh, good. So this movie, surprisingly for what it was, won uh, a lot of awards. And it was nominated for a lot, too. We're looking at 20 nominations across several different uh, um, venues of awardship. Is that even a a word? Anyways, and then they won, uh, I think it's eight eight, uh, awards that they actually won. And that's anything from Funniest Motion Picture, those American Comedy Awards. Um, You know, a lot of these are Best Comedy of the Year, Most Original Trailer, Best Comedy Film. Uh, it also has, and and you'll see when you watch it. Um, and I agree, the MTV movie, MTV movie and TV awards gave it the best musical moment, Ooh. and uh, it is worth. I it is worth the entire award. I love me some musical moments. Mm-hmm. It's very good, um, and it also has the best cameo, which I'll dig into a little bit later as to uh, some of that. The best cameo. The best cameo. That's impressive. All right. Mm-hmm. So it looks like I'm looking at your your notes here, and, and it looks like there aren't anything from like the Oscars. Yeah, no, no big Academy Awards. Um, but that's okay. It's really not that type of movie. Well, and, and yeah, <laughs> it's it's not the kind of thing that usually would uh, would even get nominated at the Academy. No, I did a quick look, and it wasn't wasn't much of that. But um, you know what? It's funny. And that's what matters. Uh, my next question is about money. It's always it always is. Uh, actually, a friend of mine does call me McDuck. Mostly that's because he he doesn't want to use my last name uh, Macbeth in a theater. 
or in any setting. And I imagine it doesn't have anything to do with the giant swimming pool full of money that you have? No, no, because it tur- I tried that, and it turns out it's it's not a liquid. It's a great many pieces of like solid matter that form right. a floor-like surface. So right to the bottom. Um, I spent quite a while in the hospital after trying to dive into that. But yes, and that's uh, why he doesn't that was, have any money now. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I used all the money that's to it. pay my hospital bills. <laughs> you got so it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, money-wise, um, was it considered to be a hit or a flop well, in the theaters? I'm glad you asked, Michael. Uh, so, get this: the original budget for the movie was thirty-two million dollars. Thirty-two million. Which you know, it seems like a lot to you and me, but in reality, for a movie, that's not. Too much. No, yeah, because I'm I'm thinking there there have been plenty that have been over well over a mm-hmm. hundred million. Oh yeah, and and I was I was reading about it, and it turns out that, you know they asked originally Columbia Pictures who produced it. They asked them, you know, we want forty eight million dollars to make this. And they were like, absolutely not. And then they're, <laughs> so they were like, uh, so uh, what 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 will you give us? And they're like thirty two million. And they're like, we'll take it. And then <laughs> um, they made this movie. Um, it's, uh, you can see where – when you watch the movie, you'll see where they use the budget for sure. Sure, sure. Um, but, <laughs> so uh, they're very distinct moments. There's very – that's like, oh, that's where the money went. <laughs> um, but uh, – so, yeah, $32 million to start with. But here's what was great is that the opening weekend, it made $20,719,162. So Ooh. right out of the gates, they made money. Which yeah. is great. Um, that, that looks like a profit to me, mm-hmm, if I'm not that mistaken. That is a profit. Uh, in the United States, they made a total of $170,202 and a cumulative worldwide gross of $126,000. Uh, million. Uh, excuse me. hundred. Sorry. Yeah, that was a decrease. <laughs> And $41,322. So, um, yeah, I would say... And other people have said that I read it was a both a critical and a commercial success. Absolutely. So that's uh, for a for a, a vulgar stoner movie. I think that that's pretty good. And um, but it's more than that, and I'll tell you about it. Okay, I'm sure so, there's a question. So they I'm had thinking. like they have real elements because because this is about an apocalypse, right? Yeah, and you know what? That is what I love about this movie is that if you've seen movies like Pineapple Express, you know. It, the thing that I love about Seth Rogen and James Franco when they make a movie, there is, there's all that that potty humor. They like, <laughs> that's stupid. I love it, mm-hmm. but there's always heart in it. There's there's always something that you take away, and you're like, man, that was a really nice moment. That was a really cool thing. And this movie, there are so many good moments like that during the whole thing. So you know, I, I think you'll see those too. Well, great. I mean, that's and and that's what I personally would love to discover is. Is how many movies, you know, even if they weren't considered a box office success mm-hmm. or critically acclaimed or anything like that, like some of them are still very much worth seeing. And um, and you just got to keep in mind that the Academy and um, the critics, they all have their own goals and their own opinions about things and opinions always seep into it. It's not there's nothing just straight up factual analytical about filmmaking Mm -hmm. you know some things strike a chord with some people and not with others and that's art that's art baby that's why we do it so what would you like to talk about next michael well i was wondering if the film was inspired by anything you know uh because there are so many movies that are either based on another movie 
um, or it's like a remake of another movie, mm-hmm. or it's based on a book, or a graphic novel, or a theme park ride. So was this was this inspired by a theme park? This ride? was not inspired by a theme park ride, but later at Universal Studios during Fright Night, they did set up. Uh, this is the end house attraction. Oh, That's no, hilarious. Oh my gosh. So um, it inspired, it, a, theme it inspired park a theme park ride in, um, in Universal Studios, which that is I didn't get to go see, unfortunately, but uh, okay. I bet it was awesome because Universal is amazing. I'm still, I'm still very excited for when they finally release Monorail, the movie. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm it's in my edge of my seat, baby. <laughs> um, so, but actually I'm glad you asked that. It's actually a, kind of a cool thing um, that I think that a lot of people will, will jive with is that it was actually, um, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg and Jay Baruchel, who, you know, it's Seth and Jay are the two main characters in this movie that you're going to watch, but they actually made a short film called, uh, what was it? It was Jay and Seth versus the Apocalypse, which was a short film that they made in 2007. So it was a premise on that. It was, wasn't as, uh, fleshed out as it stands now. There's, um, just a, a short little thing on YouTube, small little clip. But uh, it's a feature-length film based off that. Oh, okay. So, so it's based off a short film that they had already made. So oh, okay. um, I like to think that all of the work that you and I do on short films on the side uh, eventually will turn into uh, 126 million. That's always the dream, office. right? Yeah. Feature-length um, film. Well, and, and, <laughs> and I don't know if you knew this, but that was actually the case with Napoleon Dynamite. Really? A lot of the things that you're saying about this is the end are reminding me of Napoleon Dynamite because they the original film – was on a budget of $22,000. No kidding. No joke, 22000 And I don't even remember how many millions they made in the box office. Um, mm-hmm. But it was also based uh, off of a short film that Jared Hess did actually as his senior project in film school. That's amazing. So John Heater was in that as well. And it was it was basically just a very huh. abbreviated version of Napoleon Dynamite in black and white short film mode. That's amazing. I want to watch that. It was fun. I have, I'll, I'll end the DVD sometime. Sounds, what's a DVD? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, so yeah, to answer, answer, that's, that's really cool. Actually, it's amazing. It gives me hope. That's all. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess you can still check that out on YouTube. Um, Jay and Seth versus the Apocalypse. So um, I believe it's still up. I'll have to watch that as well as this movie. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I didn't, get a chance to watch that yet but i'm sure it's great <laughs> the premise is is it everybody's playing themselves there there's no actors it's the the movie starts at an a-list hollywood party at james franco's house okay um so seth rogan is seth rogan jay baruchel's jay baruchel and um all of these people are themselves which you know is so you get these these wonderful moments where it's so self-aware of everything that's happening in 2013. Or How I Met Your Mother was a big thing. So you see some cameos and they make fun of that. You see all of these people from sitcoms and from other mm-hmm. movies and they all they're just playing horrible fictionalized versions of themselves. Just like and and so all of the culture of 2013 is present. It's it's literally just a, a mirror of yes. of what 2013 oh, was like definitely. in Hollywood. So follow-up question to that then do do you feel like this movie had a very specific or very broad target demographic well i mean you you have the you have the people that watch that type of movie you know that follow those movies religiously you know pineapple express came out and it was a whole show about marijuana and having to deal with your drug dealer and, and it was funny it was relevant to a lot of those people i think i think you've obviously got that demographic 
Um, but I think that this really expanded it a lot farther because it was a lot more um, than that. I mean, yes, the, at its core, it's still funny in that way. But you 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 really move on to a whole other demographic. And you got to understand that after their huge success with Pineapple Express, because, I mean, that was kind of, that was very unexpected. They had tons of money. And then they started just making all of these films that they loved. And so they were getting that cloud. I mean, this was in theaters. I remember the advertisement. So I think that it reached a lot more than any previous movie before that. So it doesn't, to you, it doesn't feel too much like an industry film where it, oh. it's it's so self-aware and so much about the film industry that that lay people can't even. Oh, no, not at all. It's, I mean, I'm boxing it in this really nice way and looking really deep into it, but at it, its at its core of what it is, it's funny. It's comedy. You know, it's it's meant to make you laugh. If you're in the industry, it's even more funny. I think it's funny to be funny, and I feel like that's what they do the best. I mean, when I watch this movie, it feels like I'm watching my friends make a movie mm. just with, like, the most expensive cool stuff. I think what makes this movie special is, again, that self-awareness. It, it's the fact that they talk about Pineapple Express. They talk about Your Highness. They talk about all the other movies they did, and it and it's part of the plot. Plus, you have so many cameos. I can't even tell you how many cameos. Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, I didn't know that they were there. Oh, that's fine. Oh my gosh, it's him. You know, it's <laughs> it's amazing. And and, and I, I I've seen self aware shows like that. You know, like oh yeah, we're actors and it's a movie, but I've never seen one to this extent. Because I mean, there is so many cameos. It's crazy which is what I love. This is as much for us as it is for you. Mm-hmm. We're we're more than thrilled if this is something that you enjoy, but we're having a blast. Yeah, it's fun. We're <laughs> laughing a lot. We cut a lot of it out. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. There, there was there was a couple just as a sample. Um, <laughs> All right. Um so, Michael, what else do you have for me? Are there any big standouts um from a cinematography standpoint from a from an acting or any sort of trick or method that uh, that hadn't really been used before or not been used in that way. I'm thinking like The Matrix with the whole uh, bullet time several camera trick or uh, the Vertigo uh, dolly zoom, you know, where you, um, you bring the camera forward but you zoom the lens out and it creates this effect of like the background is shifting on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so any, anything groundbreaking... Now, ground ground baking, baking ground baking. <laughs> that's like I've watched that movie. You know, they make uh, uh, they make solar ovens, that's so it. you can that's actually it. put put it baking on the ground and 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 baking that's on the ground. Genius! I, I need to Amazon that. Give me <laughs> uh, no, um, so cinematic groundbreaking things. Uh, nothing. Any nothing I saw was like whoa. I've never seen a camera used like that before. But I will say, actually, um, obviously, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything. But there's a there's a little section where they um, use a camcorder, and I thought that was pretty neat. Oh, nice! Um, so, but I don't want even to though even though Cloverfield, of course, did that. Well, yeah, th- yeah. Get, watch the movie, Michael. Okay, <laughs> I'll talk about it after because I don't want to spoil anything. But. So, all this stuff with groundbreaking cinematography and with awards and critics and money, really, to me, at the end of the day, doesn't necessarily mean much mm-hmm. so um what i want <laughs> to throw know, it all out the window you just, so all that stuff we talked about mm-hmm. <laughs> it did get a, a, a hold on i i wanted to tell you 
It did get an 83% approval rate on Rotten Tomatoes. 83? 83. That's nice. Yeah, no, and, and I mean, Metacritic was 67 out of 100, it looks like. But uh, people liked it. And that was the thing is, is even if the critic critics didn't like it, like people liked it. To you personally, what makes this movie worth watching? Wow. It's a big question. Look, at the end of the day, again, you know, you've got Seth Rogen, James Franco. They make these movies. You're going to laugh. You're going to be like, oh, that was embarrassing. I can't believe I just watched it. I can't believe those guys went and did it. But at the end of the day, this is a story about two best friends and about how they've grown apart. And and by the end of it, you know, hopefully that gets resolved. But um, that's what it's about. At the end of the day, it's about friendship. As weird as it sounds, it's about friendship. And it's about, you know, really being honest with yourself and about who you are. And I know that's that's adding a big meta thing, but that's what I took out of it. You know, it's it's there there are moments in this movie, you know, there's there's ridiculous potty humor, but there are there are genuine moments where you just see two human beings being like, Yeah. You know, and, and that's you didn't see my facial. It was very somber and like introspective. But yes. It really I, I saw half of his face. <laughs> um but his uh, left eye at least was very somber. Of of all the movies that I've seen, and again, I, and I say this with all with all of their movies, um, I always leave being like, "Oh, that was really actually a lot more substance, a diamond in the rough, if you want to say." Um, but um, yeah, so oh. I, 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 that's what I got out of it. You know, is it it a nice story, and it's fun when you're in the entertainment industry, and uh, you know the tropes. And, and gosh, anybody that watches any TV at all is going to get something out of it because they pretty much hit on everything so it's funny and it makes you feel good see that's at the end of the day that's what movies should not all the time but you know there are some that they have something very important to say and yeah. they need to take themselves seriously yeah. and that's great but i i do love a film that does not take itself seriously and it's like hey we're just we're just a bunch of goofballs but then somehow still finds a way to leave the audience with something that they can actually use which i think is pretty cool that is amazing mm-hmm that's art right there. Any fun facts that I, occurred to you? I think the most fun fact for me is that this rekindled my love for boy bands. Boy bands? Boy bands. Ooh. I'm not going to say anything I else. can't wait to see it and understand what that means. anything else past that, but it did. That's really good because you you should love boy bands. I mean, I yeah. I want it that way. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know uh, Try to... <laughs> you, you are straining. It's, uh, it's going to be me. I can smell the it's smoke the from one here. That, uh, I did an in sync one. He didn't even. Oh no! No, yeah, I just oh, now got it. That was good, and, man. You know, in January. And you know what, Josh? That makes you larger than life. Oh, that's good one. That's good one. Well, uh, Michael, I, I got to go. <laughs> bye, bye. Wait, what? Bye. What? I... There's a song. Did you see oh. <laughs> I love boy bands. That ain't no lie. You know, you got to admit, though, like, a little bit of a tangent here, folks. But uh, come on. You got five quality singers that are singing. It's pretty super cool harmony and doing it well and looking good and dancing. It's pretty impressive. It is. I took that for granted in the 90s. We're going to we're gonna go ahead and uh, go watch this. Yeah, then. that's a good idea, Michael. You know, I think that's great. Uh, did, you, uh, did you bring it? Yeah, okay, you brought it. The movie you didn't know the movie is. I've never watched it. Why would I? Well, I just assumed I, you had it. Okay. I, well, right. well, you know it's crazy. Um, let's see if it's I think I have like VHS. VHS. <laughs> uh, it's almost <laughs> like oh man, I wish there was a way that we could stream anything that we wanted immediately 
to ourselves outside. Wouldn't that be crazy? That would be just wow. mind blowing. Huh. In 1997, well, it is the future. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll find a way we're gonna watch and we'll, we'll watch the movie. And, uh, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the movie. Now, now be aware there will be spoilers, spoilers. on the second half. We're, we're not going to be holding back as far as <laughs> spoilers. Because at that point, both of us will have watched it. And yeah. hopefully, you will have as well. Exactly. So come join us. Check that out. Um, bring the popcorn. And yeah, we'll talk about movies. This movie, specifically. <laughs> we'll mostly just talk about the one. Uh, but yeah, yeah. This is the end of this segment. Hello, listeners. Michael here. Hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Hey, don't go any further unless you want the end of This is the End spoiled in the end of this episode. Did I say the end enough times? Anyway, do you want to be on the show? Maybe there's a movie you haven't watched that you want to add to your list. Maybe you want to add a movie to our list. Well, let us know. Go to somethingrandommedia.com or you can send an email to podcast at somethingrandommedia.com. You can find us on social media. Just let us know and we will get you on the podcast. All right. Well, I gave you a good 30 seconds to watch this movie, so I hope that you have finished because there are spoilers ahead. We are back. 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 We're back. We're back. Um, from watching the film. This is the end. This is the end. Wait, this is the end. So this is the the second half of our podcast. Uh, so it would be the the end. We're getting of this episode. To the end. Yes. Of the the movie review. The of end this is of the, the end. beginning. You might. Say, and or is it the and beginning? We lost any of... any listeners that we have. Oh man, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so, so yes, let's talk about the film, Mike. Let's do. Um, by the way, everyone, spoilers ahead. We're not going to hold back. Darth Vader is Luke's father. And what? Oh, I'm sorry. That was a different. Mo- and I think I Bruce Bruce Willis with the Haley Joel Osment. Uh, wasn't he like he was sick or something? Yeah, yeah. He uh, turns out he was the Lorax. Oh, yeah. Save those truffle trees. <laughs> he grew a mustache sense. and became the Lorax. <laughs> well, we're off topic already. That's Yay. good. We just started. So, Michael, 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 Michael. Yes, I had already seen this movie, which mm-hmm. is why I talked a little bit about it before. Yes, indeed. So, uh, what were your initial thoughts? Well, first of all, this isn't exactly my. Normal brand of comedy. Mm. I will. I will admit, the raunchy stoner comedy is not necessarily my thing sure. all the time. However, this was quite amusing. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's always refreshing to to watch something you wouldn't normally watch, and that's why we're doing this. You know, I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to watch things that I haven't seen before and that I wouldn't normally see, just to expand my horizons a little bit. Absolutely, so, definitely not a movie you want to watch with your mother. No, or your children. Don't watch this movie with your children. Ever. No, there there are a lot of uh, a lot of ejaculation references, a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of swearing, a lot of um, raunchy comedy. Yeah, a lot of blood, a lot of a lot of gore, a lot of but, gore. Uh, we will get into that. Yeah. Here. So, uh, I obviously uh, prepared all of these questions, <laughs> um, but uh, we've got this. We've got this movie. What what were some parts that standard stood standard stood out for you? What's <laughs> Off the top of your head. So I would describe this movie 
personally, mm-hmm. based on what I know, um, I would describe this as Shaun of the Dead meets The Good Place. That's a very that's good, right? With yeah. just a lot more cameos. Yeah, yeah, a <laughs> lot more cameos than either of those mm-hmm. shows or movies have. Uh, when they were describing their rations, the stuff they had left over. Mm-hmm. It it very much made me think of Shaun of the Dead, oh, yeah. where he's like, and then we'll go to the pub and wait for all this to blow it's, over. It's fine as the helicopter explodes right out. <laughs> <up. laughs> it's fine. It's fine. The helicopter's coming. <laughs> and I was so grateful, so grateful that. Uh, um, why did I want to call him Daniel Craig? No, it's oh, Craig Danny Robinson Mc- or Craig Robinson. Yeah, <laughs> Craig Robinson got a little cut on his finger when the <laughs> helicopter piece came into the house. Your house did this to me. <laughs> Uh, oh, that was marvelous! He was such a great addition. I mean, that the whole because it's an ensemble. It is cast, and that's the thing. It wasn't what I really liked about this movie, as opposed to a lot of the other Seth Rogen, James Franco, is that it, it was this ensemble cast. I mean, you you have so many great people, um, but Craig Robinson he really stood out to me in this movie uh, more than anybody. I love that he had an actual arc throughout the whole thing. And yeah. I thought that that was really, like we had talked about before we, we watched the movie, the, the, what I really love about this movie is that aside from all the ejaculation jokes and the gore and the ridiculousness of it, there really is this this arc of of coming and realizing, arc like, wow, truth. we need an arc of just a Stargate <laughs> reference for all of you <laughs> sci-fi nerds out there. Uh, hollowed are the Ori, uh, in case you're listening. No, there there, there are these moments where you see these characters realize like wow we're we're not good people mm-hmm. and and i love the fact that um you know for me i'm a huge sci-fi nerd so i'm watching this i'm like oh everybody's getting sucked up you know in, into you know it's it, the the rapture is what it is i'm like oh it's going to be aliens it's going to be something but i love that they were like no it this is actually the, the, rapture. the biblical <laughs> rapture in all of its glory and i, I thought that that was really that was really neat and i love that that scene where they're all sitting there and they're, when they realize it is the rapture and they're like Oh man, it's like who knew? Who knew this was coming? It's like well, like ninety five percent of the. Yes. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> but uh, absolutely. Uh, but I, I love that, and and the fact that they are able to be redeemed at the end, and I thought yes. that that was cool. When you know, and again, Craig Robinson was the one that really led the charge on that, and 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 without meaning to, too, mm-hmm. yeah, he he got he did the self sacrifice thing, without knowing that that would boost him up and then he did and it was yeah. awesome yeah. Uh, <laughs> on that note I, I love that James Franco almost gets there <laughs> and then he starts <laughs> flipping off he's and... like yeah screw you McBride you're the worst I hate and then he gets eaten uh, I, the <laughs> second the second he started gloating I'm like oh he's not going the oh, whole way perfect. he's was done perfect. <laughs> but, uh, along that lines and uh, this was another thing I didn't realize it because the first couple times I watched it but when I watched it the other day um, they give you the entire ending of the movie in the first 10 minutes Seth Rogen goes into James Franco's party. He's like, hey, I got this idea for the sequel. Here's what's going to happen. Yes. You know, I'm going to sacrifice you because I'm going to sacrifice myself for you because you're my best friend. And then for some reason, Danny McBride's going to eat me. And I don't know why. It's just going to be really gross. And that's what it's like. They gave you the whole oh, ending. I forgot that he and, said that too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, they just, they, uh, I love that. And they do, they do it in a couple other movies too. And I'm just like, yes, that's, that's perfect. Good foreshadowing. Yeah. And I, I did love, I did love that they got, they did all the drugs. Like, oh yeah, at the same time, and then they remade. They, they made their sequel to Pineapple Express. I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of the things I was talking about earlier. And again, um, that was one of the moments in this movie where I really liked because it, it became 
you know, these are actors. These are people that all started off somewhere. You know, they're not, they all worked really hard to get there. And and you can see, it's like this moment of like, they went back to their roots of making a little camcorder film with their yes. friends. And I loved that because it was just like, you know what? Even at the end of the day, all the money, all the fame, it's like, they still just want to make movies with their friends. They want to make art. And, and it was really a nice moment for me. I like um, so, Michael, I know it's not your brand of comedy, but uh, are you glad you watched it? Yeah, I am, because I, I'm i glad that there are people exploring that, mm-hmm. that particular subject matter, yeah. the apocalypse and the actual, like, spiritual elements of it, you know, <laughs> really like, yeah. even though it was a ridiculous take on it. I mean, like, Jonah Hill as a demon... That yeah, they're trying to exercise him, and like, oh, does it really compel me, Jay? Oh, does Is it? it? Well, we would have been <laughs> to sting a little bit, actually. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I, but Jonah Hill, oh, let's, I, I just, I love that they keep talking. He's like, well, you're an Academy Award winner now. You really need to step up your game, right? Uh, and it's just that his whole, you know, he takes a moment and he prays. He's like, God, please kill Jay. I hate Jay, and he literally lets Satan into him <laughs> yeah pretty I mean, much I mean, that was, like that, that was, was the triggering moment yeah and it was and it was there were there were so many subtle things of like when you do bad bad things happen and when you and it was it was again that's what i absolutely loved um it was such a great character set especially considering that everyone was being basically themselves yeah just like fictionalized I mean, horrible versions of them yeah just kind of just kind of accentuated because i feel like james franco probably is that weird hoarder of oh, props. Yeah. I'm and sure he, he had like, all of those things. He's like, look, yeah. guys. Hey, let's, let's just play let's with just throw these. this in the movie. <laughs> let's, here's my cardboard cutout from Green, uh, Spider-Man 3. <laughs> right. so, like, we got to use that. I knew that was coming. <laughs> once Once he said that he kept the gun from whatever and, and the camcorder from 127 hours, you know. Michael Sarah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> he's, just, he's just so awful in that movie. He is. I and I wonder, it. like... Like some of these things, I wonder: are is this really kind of a version of what they are in real mm-hmm. life? You know, because I don't know. I, I, Michael Sarah, you know, he he was put into acting at a young age. I wouldn't mm-hmm. call him a child actor, um, but he was a he was a little chunky teenage actor. Yeah. Um, and then started to then get a lot of big time stuff. Like... Yeah. But I feel like you know. <laughs> In yeah. in an apocalyptic situation, I feel like Danny McBride would uh, form a cannibalistic community, and and have Channing Tatum as his gimp. more like Channing Tate Yum. <laughs> but but what I loved is that that was actually Channing Tatum. I mean, right. we're talking about these cameos, and it's like they're not just referencing these people. Yeah, I mean, he's willing it, to do that. Emma too. Watson oh. just busts through the wall, and they're like, "Oh my God, Hermione's here! This is the best thing ever!" And that that whole sequence was so funny because oh my word, because. I was with Jay. I'm like, oh, this could get awkward. And then Jay, you know, Jay, he brings up, he's like, we guys, we, we got to address the elephant in the room. You know, it's like, there's, there's only one girl. It's Emma Watson. We all like have a crush on her. We got to be, got to be careful, make sure she feels safe. And they're like, whoa, dude, we were never even thinking. That. <laughs> like, and, then, and then that blew up into her overhearing. And, yeah, oh, and oh my just, gosh. I think my favorite cameo is uh, Jason Seagal talking to Kevin Hart. That's right. And he's talking about how I met your mother. <laughs> <laughs> that he's like, yes he's like I just I just don't get it man it's like it's not good art you know I, I come in and it's like there's cake on my face and, and my she's like, she opens the refrigerator <laughs> she's like who ate the cake uh, wood cake <laughs> and it's like I know exactly what episode they're talking about that it's just the little moments like that yeah especially the first like 20 minutes is just you know even when he when he uh, Seth Rogen picks up Jay from the airport and everybody's mm-hmm. like hey Seth Rogen do the laugh he's like <laughs> <laughs> you know just like 
I, I love I love all of that, and I love I love watching actors play fictionalized versions of themselves. Yes, movies. they were literally themselves. They weren't even playing characters. Yeah, you know, you look at the IMDb page, and it's Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah, every, everybody, and and uh, you know, again, we, we were talking about Tropic Thunder, and that's what uh-huh. I loved about Tropic Thunder, where the random, you know, people that were like, but this just took it to another level for me. That I just I, there's some about the movie that I, I thought was very special. This movie won a lot of awards. Obviously, best cameo went to Rihanna, which I thought Rihanna she, she was is funny. Okay, <laughs> that, was, that was funny. I was wondering if it was the same as as the Backstreet Boys thing. Well, um, that, and but... let's talk about the best musical moment, which was <laughs> when they finally get to heaven. <laughs> He's like, you can "Wish for anything you want, anything, anything, you want, anything." And then what happened? Everybody. Everybody. Oh, that was that was that was woo. Fixing that thing. Auto tune. Pick two different keys there. I love that. And then they do the whole number, and you're just like, "This is ridiculous." <laughs> yep. Like, and and I love it, and I love it so much, and I th- that was what won the best musical moment. Okay. So. And Rihanna was the was the best cameo, and she yeah she died in the sinkhole, right? Yeah, she went yeah, down the sinkhole. She was one of the early ones. Craig to tried to save her. So uh, you're a little bit more familiar with big, um, was it cima- cinematic uh, cool things that you do with cameras? Was is there anything in this movie that you saw that you were like, wow, that's that's pretty cool? Um, the the jump scare silhouette stuff. Was I mean pretty basic, but it was still funny. I I enjoyed that how, um, and how much they talked about the the floor plan of the house and the, the it's very plan. open. We can hear everything you it's guys are saying. Um, <laughs> most of it was just mocking other cinematic moments. Oh yeah, you know. So when when Craig's running out to try to get to the cellar and he uh, sees the monster and man, he likes to scream a lot. <laughs> I love that they gave him a little piano thing just because that's yes. what he, oh, he does it in everything. <laughs> it's just like, just your pants on. You know, at this point, though, they had already made Pineapple Express. They had made, um, you know, they already had some clout is what I'm trying to say at, yeah. at this point. So it, it was not, I like a following. Exactly. And I like, again, you know, you can you can make all these references to these people. But the fact that they were able to get every single cameo that they did and reference like how do you you know how do you get hermione granger to be in your raunchy comedy it's 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 hilarious and it's like even zoolander didn't have that many no cameos no and if they did they were just brief like 30 second thing I yeah mean, like was, interviews at the beginning which yeah. doesn't really count yeah i mean i can't even name all of the people that were in this movie i mean i see more every time even when you're in that party if you just scan the crowd you're like oh oh you know it's right. like oh my word so all their relationships were just, yeah. The fact that James Franco is putting Seth on a pedestal, and like literally got a do, painting do, of his name. I'll do anything for you, dude. You're my best friend. <laughs> and and the fact that Jonah Hill was apparently just fake being incredibly nice to. And Jay called that too. He's like nobody is that nice. Yeah, no. no Jonah Hill is that nice. I love that he got to hit him in the face with the shovel. Yes. <laughs> he's like that was okay, right? And yeah, I really liked that. <laughs> At the core of the movie, you know, you've got all the fun stuff we talked about, like the rapture and, and, and the ensemble character. But at the end of the day, it's really about two friends that are falling apart. Yeah. And and that's relatable. And that is relatable. And it's like you said, in the, it, it found a moment in all the ridiculousness. It found a moment to be like, hey, you're my friend and we're just not friends anymore. And, and that hurts, you know. And Yeah. that was It was a nice feel good movie on top of 
everything that was there. And they didn't they didn't die like right after rekindling their friendship. That yeah, was, was that nice. was cool too. It was nice. It was <laughs> it was nice that and Seth Seth Rogan he had that he had that moment where he's like, I'm not gonna hold you back anymore and it was that genuine moment of like, You're right, I'm not gonna let you die too and it, he didn't do it to be saved. And I said it earlier, but got Craig Robinson in that movie. I just, I loved it. Cause he was, you know, he genuinely wanted to be better and he genuinely realized he was the first one to be like, you know, I, I'm not a good person. And it just, the yeah. honesty there was really, it was cool. And he had the turnaround too, because, you know, he went out there and saw the monster and he's like, I'm not going back out there again. But then he actually volunteered to yeah, go like, and help Jay. You. Yeah. Which was probably a plot driving point so that they could be alone with Jonah Hill. But that's, yeah, I'm sure it was Craig Robinson being a nice guy. Well, it, it was it was a little bold. <laughs> He's like, you know, the plot is going to move better if we split into pairs. If we split into pairs, so I'm going to go with Jay. Um, kind of wrapping up here. What uh, what final thoughts, Michael? I think you know, definitely worth the watch. I, I like you said, it's not a family film not by any not stretch, but uh, but if you're if you're so inclined. Then it's a it's a fun one. It's um yeah because it makes you laugh and it makes you think. Bonus question: If you were this is going to be a tough one. We okay. talked about this earlier. If you were to recast it, oh. who would you uh who would you use? It's hard when everybody's playing themselves. Who would you, I guess so? Let me reiterate the question for this specific movie: Who would you have liked to have seen in the core in the core cast. of the house? And stuck in the house with everybody. Stuck in the house. Um. Oh man. I think Steve Carell. Oh yeah, could be fun. That would have been fun. Um, yes, yeah, that's a good idea. I, I would have liked to have seen The Rock. Um, oh, I, yes. I want to see The Rock and everything. So, so Steve Carell, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. Excuse me, Dwayne Johnson. Um, DJ. Do you think Steve Carell would be like the the positive Jonah Hill one? Who's? I don't know. What well, I don't know what fictionalized Steve Carell would be like. That's that's tough. I yeah. don't know him too well in real life. Probably they probably would make a lot of jokes about how I don't know. I feel like he'd be the one that's like trying to get everybody yeah, pretty much like jazzed up, like, come on guys, it's fine, we're gonna they're gonna shut up, Steve. It's not gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah. Pause and then he'd probably die a horrible death. Mm, yeah. I think he'd go out a hero. Yes. I yes. Think he would. And Dwayne Johnson probably wouldn't. Yeah. I think James Dwayne Johnson would be the James Franco role. You think? I think he'd be good at that. Yeah. So, um, other movies, if you like this movie, obviously anything that Seth Rogen and uh, James Franco do, um, the style of humor, Pineapple Express, obviously, it's a good one. Um, Your Highness is their take on Lord of the Rings, which is... Is that the one with uh, Natalie Portman? Yes. Yes. Okay, I really, really want to watch Your Highness. It's, I mean, it's the same here. I'm, I'm going to just warn you right now, it is the same type of okay. humor, but in a fantasy setting. I think it's yes. hilarious. Would you um, recommend Sausage Party? If if you're talking about Seth Rogen films, um, talk about. um, I mean, it's fun. Again, this this is the comedy that I like um, because it's just so ridiculous. Not necessarily the raunchy stuff, but just the ridiculousness of all. And and I've been known to talk to my friends in such a way that they interact in these types of movies. So that's (laughs) that's me a little bit more than Michael. Sorry, I know, and I work with kids too. That's great. Uh, but uh, so on that note, uh, Sausage Party. Yes, it's a cartoon. Uh, it's not a kids' film. <laughs> no, um, it's right up there with Team America as yeah, far as not uh, a kids' film. Team America is brilliant. Mm. Um, Matt Stone, Trey Parker, and that, that's yeah, yeah. That's a whole other thing. But um, yeah, I, w- I would recommend if you like the humor, 
watch it. Right? Okay. You need a good raunchy, like kind of. Ooh, I'm kind of dirty after watching that. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 there were there were a couple of moments that I enjoyed, but for the most part, I was like, okay, that's. <laughs> Uh, why did I watch that this again? That was a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> Thank you so much mm-hmm. for for listening. You know, we like I said before, we we are doing this for us and our own education, enlightenment, whatever. Um, but if you guys get some pleasure out of it, all the better. Mm-hmm. We we love having you here, and we're gonna be coming back next week with That's another right. apocalyptic film another film about the end because if you're gonna start with episode one and two you gotta start where it matters you gotta start with the end eat dessert first baby read that last page yeah um so thanks everybody it's been fun yeah and we will see you all very soon probably next week yeah yeah yeah. cool so um (laughs) bye so hard to say goodbye goodbye everybody (laughs) 